service. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Disgraceland is brought to you by Disgraceland All Access. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com slash membership or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. Hey, discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? Just a touch to get you through? Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, a little thing we like to call the after party. This is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we are talking about Paul McCartney, some John Lennon, some love, the Judd Apatow kind, the new Disgraceland YouTube channel, and of course, your voicemails, texts, DMs, and more. And once again, a whole bunch of previously exclusive Disgraceland content. All right, discos, let's get into it. All right, happy endish of January, everybody. I am freezing my ass off, and not because it's January, because it's Monday and I'm recording this for you. You're hearing it on a Thursday, but on Friday, I went away to upstate New York and I left the heater in my studio off, and holy crap, is it cold. Not trying to complain. But it's cold. And if you hear this podcast and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? Just know I was freezing my ass off when I recorded this. Uh, Anyhow, it's snowing here in Massachusetts as we record, but it's pretty damn beautiful outside of the uh, whisper room here. It's that big, light, fluffy snow that makes everything pretty for about 24 hours before turning into the visual equivalent of a dark, depressing, brown, sludgy Bob Mould solo song. Something to look forward to. But speaking of Bob Mould, Black Sheets of Rain, I love that record. Anyone else? Anyways, this isn't the recommendations part of the episode. This is the other part of the episode. So I will bite my tongue on Rex for a moment and give you the update here at the top per use. What do Paul McCartney, John Lennon, Ray Charles, Tommy James, Fleetwood Mac, and Black Sabbath all have in common? Well, a lot. 
Paul McCartney and John Lennon were in a band together, as you know. That band was heavily influenced by Ray Charles, who performed Manhattan nightclubs that were controlled by the Italian mafia, who also controlled Tommy James, who had a big, fat 70s afro that was later rivaled by the 70s afro of Lindsey Buckingham, whose Fleetwood Mac captured the imagination of teenage dopers in the 1970s, just like Black Sabbath. How's that for threading the needle? But those commonalities are not at all what I am talking about. The commonality all these artists share that I am talking about is that they're all featured in season eight of Disgraceland, which hit your feeds this past Tuesday. That's right. Two-parters on Black Sabbath, and of course, the two-parter on the unmentioned, but two-part 1969 Woodstock episode. There is an entire season of previously unreleased Disgraceland content in your feed right now. Sabbath, Ray Charles, Tommy James, a two-part Fleetwood Mac episode, a two-part Woodstock episode, like I said, a solo John Lennon episode, and a solo Paul McCartney episode. And you may remember back in season two of Disgraceland, the two-part episode we produced on John Lennon. This other John Lennon episode has little to do with that early two-parter. This John Lennon episode focuses almost solely on John's 70s activism, his time spent going to bat for the radical, quote-unquote, new left of the 1970s, and as a result, the time of his life that he spent battling President Richard Nixon for his right to stay in the United States. These two previously exclusive Beatles episodes, the one I'm speaking of on John Lennon and the one I mentioned earlier on Paul McCartney, were written and released to follow the two other previously exclusive Beatles episodes that we released two weeks ago. All in all, we've released uh, eight, eight Beatles episodes. The two Beatles episodes that I just mentioned one on their early days in Liverpool and Hamburg, and one on the later psychedelic era, then this Paul McCartney solo episode, and then this John Lennon solo 70s episode as well. After that, there's two John Lennon assassination episodes from season two of Disgraceland, and then we've got solo episodes on Ringo Starr and George Harrison that we released in 2022 that have yet to be brought out from the previously exclusive archive, but will be soon. So that's eight Beatles episodes, and I foresee two more Beatles episodes, one on Stu Sutcliffe and one on Pete best. I'm going to make it an even 10 episodes on the Fab Four, and perhaps there's a graphic novel or an audiobook to pull the whole collection together, but that sounds like a challenge for future Jake, one who's not so damn cold. I want to talk here a little bit about the solo Paul McCartney episode, though. Paul McCartney, I and mean, what is there to say that hasn't already been said? Well, it turns out a lot, because this is what happens. Artists, musicians, public figures, historical figures, they live their lives, they do their things, they do the things that they do, they make their stuff, we watch it, we listen to it, we read it, we obsess over it, we discuss it, we write about it, we make podcasts about it, whatever. And at a certain point, a narrative sets in. This is what this guy was like, and this is who this guy was. This is what this guy wasn't. This is who this guy wasn't. The narrative, over time, the further we get from the events that that historical figure, in this case a musician, specifically Paul McCartney, the narrative over time calcifies. It becomes hard, hard as oak, it's impenetrable. And the truth, the story. But I don't think it's that simple. Over the time, the further we get from the events of this person's past, the events that formed their creative output, over time, we lose the nuance. We forget about it because, well, we can't be blamed. It's because the nuance is easy to ignore. So that's just what happens. The nuance gets ignored, but it's there and it's discoverable, especially now in the age of information. Everything's discoverable, especially when you dive deep. And with Paul McCartney, I definitely dived, dove, dove deep, dove, dived, dove, I don't know, dove, dove deep, I think. 
<laughs> the narrative of Paul being the safe beetle, it's something that I knew almost to be entirely bullshit when I started researching this episode. Uh, and I knew this because a long, 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 long time ago, I, believe it or not, started a hardcore zine. I kind of wanted to be Norm from Antimatter, who later went on to start Texas is the Reason. So I started interviewing dudes from bands in the New York and Boston hardcore scenes. And I was lucky enough to interview Richie Birkenhead from Into Another in Underdog. And all I remember from the interview at this point, the, the interview never came out. I never actually made the zine. I don't think, I, I really don't think I did. I don't think it came up. I don't remember the name of it. But anyways, all I really remember from that conversation I had with Richie was us talking about the Beatles and Richie being older, cooler, and more musically astute than I was at the time, probably still is. Richie went on to give me the, his take on Paul McCartney. And it was basically this, how could the dude who wrote, why don't we do it in the road, be the safe Beatle? And my brain almost broke. He was right. But this wasn't the narrative we were, we were told to believe. And the more I listened to the Beatles, the more right Richie proved to be, of course. So when I started researching McCartney formally for this episode, it was super obvious that Paul, in the 60s at least, was as subversive, if not more subversive, actually, than John Lennon. And I know a lot of you are rolling your eyes. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it's true. Paul's connection to the London avant-garde scene is actually what led to John Lennon eventually meeting Yoko Ono the avant-garde artist. The irony, huh? And John argued against writing the song Maxwell Silver's Hammer, a song about a crazed murderer, which has particular relevance to our little corner of the internet here. But there are countless other examples of this, of Paul not being safe, hanging out with William S. Burroughs, doing all kinds of crazy shit. I explore it all in the episode, along with Paul's insecurity as a songwriter and his drive to prove himself as one. Can you imagine that? This is after the Beatles. I can't imagine Paul McCartney insecure about anything, never mind his songwriting, but we're all human. And, and that's partly why I love digging into this stuff. It, it seems unfathomable, but it's true. And it's in this episode rubbing right up against the unfathomable conspiracy theory that Paul is dead. And this theory, it fascinated me as a kid, and I was stoked to approach it from the standpoint of a dramatist, to give life to it in this episode, as if it were actually a real fucking thing, and to then, if I may be so bold, to then, like Paul, myself, completely subvert the drama of the whole thing, to fuck with it. Because conspiracy theories deserve to be fucked with. Speaking of, the Paul is dead people on YouTube are no joke. They're very real. And they take themselves very seriously. And it's seriously kind of fucking hysterical. Anytime a video of Paul McCartney pops up, <laughs> they're on there calling bullshit and referring to Paul as William Campbell or Billy Shears, and it's pure fucking gold. By the way, I think I, I think I said Maxwell's Maxwell Silver's hammer. It's Maxwell's Silver Hammer. So don't come at me. I know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm too cold to, to do a punch. So I'm correcting it here in real time. Anyways, I was just talking about I was just talking about the Paul's Dead people on YouTube, uh, but don't go to YouTube for your Paul's Dead fix. Go check out our previously exclusive episode on Paul McCartney that is in your feed. If you're going to go to YouTube, then do so to follow the new Disgraceland channel. That's right, Disgraceland has a new YouTube channel. You may have heard me talking about this. We've got daily 60-second shorts on musical and musician misadventures, Jerry Garcia escaping his assassin, Elvis Presley meeting Richard Nixon, Bob Dylan, the Kinks, plenty more. We've also got entirely different, longer-form stories that are not featured in the Disgraceland podcast stories on YouTube, Debbie Harry, Jimi Hendrix, and it's all over on YouTube uh, with, you know, my sometimes smiling, sometimes smirking mug at the center of it with some pretty dope visuals to round it all out. So check that out if you have not already. 
You can find it all at youtube.com slash at DisgracelandPod. Go there and subscribe to the channel. Turn on all notifications so you don't miss any of our daily and weekly uploads. And a special shout out to all the discos out there who have already made the jump over to YouTube to subscribe. We launched a little over a week ago and we are already closing in on 1,000 subscribers and growing fast. You guys rock. Thank you as always. Thank you for the support. Stoked to be on this journey with you and stoked to be back at you in Uno Momento to dig into your calls your texts, and your messages. All right, we are back and you are updated. You know that there is a shit ton of previously exclusive Disgraceland episodes waiting for you to binge in your feeds after you listen to this bonus episode. And you know that tonight when you're snuggling up on the couch with your special someone, you can fire up the old YouTube app on your TV and search Disgraceland to go check out some new Disgraceland storytelling. You also know that you can call me, you can text me, 617-966-6038, and you can let me know what you think of all this new content. You can hit me up on any of the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, TikTok, at DisgracelandPod, just like Jason here from Washington State, who checked in with this voicemail. I love your podcast, man. All of them, actually. I listen to a lot of them. Um, I was thinking it'd be cool to hear something on uh, perhaps like Brian Jonestown Massacre, um, that whole scene, of course, crazy, from, from the 90s and beyond. Um, or some kind of like post-punk stuff like Joy Division, um, Echo and the Bunnymen, and the like. Um, yeah, this is, uh, I don't know if I said my name. My name's Jason from Washington State. Um, yeah, keep up the good work, dude. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate you reaching out. I'm going to get into this post-punk stuff a little more fully in the future. I promise Mike from the 508 checked in with this voicemail. Hey, Jake. This is Mike from Waylands, and I just... Uh, Let's see. I absolutely love, love, love uh, this podcast um, and uh, this other uh, double Elvis uh, podcast. Uh, uh, this one's from day one. Um, and I was just wondering, uh, in terms of a um, uh, episode recommendation, I was wondering if you could uh, find it in your heart to someday do an episode on the dead Kennedys. Um, I have to say at this point, I'm really a little surprised that there hasn't been one on them yet. Uh, given how at least I think they were one of the first bands to um, stir up the controversy about the um, rating system. Uh, anyway, if you um, do that, that would be great. Um, okay, thanks. Bye. Right on, Mike. Yeah, man, I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm a little intimidated by the whole PMRC story. I think that's what you're referencing when you mentioned the rating system. There's the, the Dead Kennedys, there's Zappa, I'm sure there's a ton more artists. Uh, but aside from this, without having done any research on it, clearly, I'm sure there's a standalone Dead Kennedys episode. So I'll look into that. Uh, Mike isn't the first to recommend DK to me. So usually when I get numerous recommendations, I end up doing an episode on that artist. 
So, all right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Jason. Guys, be like Mike. Be like Jason. Call me right now, 617-966-6038. Tell me what artists you want to hear covered in Disgraceland and or, well, tell me whatever you want. I'm here to talk. 617-966-6038. And we don't have to just talk about episode recommendations. We can talk about whatever. Tracksuits. You guys want to talk tracksuits? We were talking about it on Instagram today. We can talk about it on voicemail and text too. Fila, Adidas, got something more bougie for me? Hit me. I'm getting older. I'm getting colder. I'm here in New England. I'm freezing my ass off. I'm ready to move into the tracksuit phase of my life. Let me know. Hit me up. Let me know. What tracksuit should I buy? 617-966-6038. Maybe that'll be my stick on YouTube. Maybe I'll just wear a tracksuit in every video. I'm not even kidding. I need something. I need something to differentiate me, something to uh, uh, anchor me into the minds of the algorithm. Uh, it works for those mafia dudes on YouTube. They're fucking killing it. Sammy the Bull, I'm coming for your audience. No, I'm not. Don't kill me, Sammy. All right, let's uh, get on to some texts here. Got a hilarious quick series of texts from the 646 that reads as follows. First text, bro, did you say Yoko Ono was born in the year 1894? Next text. I just had an edible, so I could have heard wrong. Lol, if so, my bad bro. Next text. Whoa, John Lennon was with Joan Baez? She was beautiful. Next text. Bro, you got me, lol. So let me grab these in order. I did say Yoko Ono was born in 1894, but it was, of course, satire. Check out the Beatles Part 2 episode of Disgraceland to hear what I'm talking about. And I'm sorry you're freaking out on edibles, dude. You gotta monitor that shit. I just saw a comedian. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Neil Brennan. Um, by the way, the Neil Brennan uh, special on Netflix, I really dug that. I don't know if I talked about that yet, but uh, check that out. Also, no relation. Um, but I don't know if it was Neil. I don't know who the hell it was, but it was someone talking about edibles. And it was basically the whole thing of like anytime anyone eats weed and you go to tell someone how much what you ate, they're like, oh, fuck. You didn't eat that, but I've had, I know this has happened to you guys before. It's happened to me. It's why I don't fuck with eating weed or, or the pot. Um, I, I have too many bad experiences eating it. And I know there's a gazillion different ways to do it now, uh, to dose it out in the right way. I just, I mean, who has the fucking time? So next, uh, I digress big time. That was a big, 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 uh, off the map digression, but yes, apparently Joan Baez and John Lennon were together. So there you have it. Uh, despite your edibles, we got you the info you were looking for. Next text comes from Caustic Casey in the 613 who writes, Yo, I'm assuming the Lisa Marie pod will be a banger. Sad shit. Peace. Yes, very sad. Rest in peace, Lisa Marie Presley. And I got to be honest, I never really considered a Lisa Marie Presley Disgraceland episode. But um, in light of her death and some of the things that I've read, maybe there's something there. Um, but my heart goes out to her family and her kids. Uh, that is some heartbreaking stuff there. Brianna from Denver checks in to write, just want to tell you how much I love the podcast. I geek out. I geek out about it to friends whenever I get the chance. You asked for previous episodes to re-release. The series of episodes you did on the Rolling Stones are some of my all-time favorites and I've listened to each multiple times. While I'm not the biggest fan of their music, I have definitely become a big fan of their insane stories. Well, Brianna, as you can probably tell, I am a huge Rolling Stones fan. And the six episodes that we've done on the Stones are some of my favorites. And yes, I will. I promise I will find a reason to release them all shortly. 
I need some sort of Stones anniversary or something like that. And by the way, how the hell can you not be a fan of the Rolling Stones music, Brianna? You got to call me, text me, hit me up. I will... Uh, I'll, I'll do a little survey from you. I'll get I'll get a bead on your taste, and then I'll find the right, the perfect Rolling Stones record to recommend to you as your gateway drug to get you in here with us. The 575 writes, I am an overload truck driver, and your podcast got me hooked. Glad you're back. Being from Massachusetts, how have you not done an episode on the Dropkick Murphys? First of all, I love when the truck drivers are listening to me in Disgraceland. And they're driving around up there in those big fucking semis. And that just that just makes me fucking happy. I don't know why. Probably because I watched Smokey the Bandit as a kid. But to all the truck drivers, you work your asses off. You're out there. If you're listening, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, to answer the 575, well, I'm not sure the Dropkicks have raised the true crime bar in any way. And from what I can tell, they're all pretty solid dudes. I've actually got Tim Brennan, their guitarist, uh, former guitar, now my guitar, sitting about 10 feet from me here in the studio as I record this. My wife bought it off of him and gave it to me for our wedding present, which was a fucking amazing gift. Thanks again. Also, their guitar tech, Jay, is one of my oldest and dearest friends. So no, unfortunately, even if the Dropkicks turned out to be monsters, which they won't, I doubt I'd do an episode on them. But the roadies, on the other hand, now there might be a story there. I kid. Jason from the 207 writes, Hey Jake, love the new YouTube channel. It's perfect for the stories you guys do. I'm so excited for more. Thank you, Jason. We are releasing YouTube content, as I said, every single day. Be like Jason, guys. Go to youtube.com slash at DisgraceLandPod to subscribe to our video channel and to get even more bad shit, crazy stories on your favorite musicians behaving very badly and having bad shit happen to them. Because that's all we do there. Music history, mystery, and misadventure. YouTube.com slash at DisgraceLandPod. All right. On this next question. There are simply too many people who have asked this question for me to list out here on the episode, but I got a ton of incoming, mainly through Instagram, on who the woman was that was in the shower scene with Tupac in our previously exclusive re-release of the Tupac Shakur double episode, and the answer is Madonna. That's all I'm going to say. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go check out that episode. Guys, it's Madonna, the shower scene. That's all you need to know. All right, hit me up with your questions at 617-966-6038 by voicemail or text or hit me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook at DisgraceLandPod or, or, or hit me in the comments section of our new YouTube channel and that's youtube.com slash at DisgraceLandPod back after this with some recommendations. Hey, Discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com membership, or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. Plus, you'll get one brand new exclusive episode every month. You'll also get weekly unscripted bonus content, special audio collections, and early access to merch and events. There are two ways that you can support the show and become a member at disgracelandpod.com slash membership. You can sign up using Patreon and listen to the show ad-free on Apple, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. 
And Patreon members also get access to all the other perks of membership in an always-on chat where I'll be interacting with you and diving deeper into the world of Disgraceland. But maybe you're currently an Apple Podcast subscription listener and you want to just tap into all the bonus audio content and ad-free listening that we're offering. We're also offering this membership as a premium channel on Apple Podcasts. However you choose to join, all you got to do is go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Support the show for just $5 a month, five bucks, or sign up for an annual plan and get two months free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland All Access by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. It's the recommendations part. That's what this is, the recommendations part. It's what I'm reading, what I'm watching, and what I'm listening to. Also, this applies to what you're reading, to what you're watching, and to what you're listening to. Let me know. Got so many recommendations on Letter Kenny, which is apparently a show, a show that is on Hulu, a show that is funny, I hear, and under 30 minutes, which I like. So many recommendations on Letter Kenny that I am definitely going to have to check this show out. I got to admit, I was cruising the old Hulu and I saw this and I looked at it and I passed. But so many of you have written in about this particular show that I can no longer deny the people. I'm going to dive in and check it out. And if I don't like it, don't blame me. But I bet it will. We have similar taste. Most stuff you guys recommend I like. I've watched zero movies, though, since the last time we spoke. So if you sent me movie recommendations, I apologize, but I have not had the time in this past week. Did a little traveling. Uh, usually I watch movies on the weekends. Uh, was away this weekend. Like I said, I did the whole Harry Potter uh, Forbidden Forest thing with my kids. I did, I guess, I watched some Harry Potter. Not actively, passively in the hotel. Um, Cruise through upstate New York with the Harry Potter soundtrack on, though, and I got to admit, it was actually a lot fucking cooler than I thought it would be. It's kind of epic. It's John Williams. How could it not be epic? Uh, guy invented epic. But I did take your recommendations to watch Judd Apatow's Love, and that's been my end-of-night, pre-bed, pre-spiritual, pre-Valerian gummy TV show for me and my wife for the last uh, week. We watched this first season uh, when it came out, I think, a while back, uh, fell off, like not on purpose. I think I just thought it never came back. Um, I just watched season two, the whole thing about to crack season three for anyone who hasn't seen this show, love, love it, go watch it. You'll probably like it. If you like Judd Apatow, um, right in your lane. If not, it's, it's really good. It's got a huge heart to it. It's got one like uh, really ugly person on the inside who's beautiful on the outside and one uh, not so good looking guy on the outside who's just a beautiful person on the inside. And it's, uh, it's really great. I, I'm digging it. I can't wait to get into season three. But for those who have seen season one and can remember it, can remember season one of Love, unlike me, can you tell me what's up with Gus's band? I fucking love it. The group of friends on the show, his group of friends that play the weird movie related music and or TV related music in his crappy apartment. I know there's a reason they do this, uh, but I can't remember what it was. And I think they revealed it in season one, write to me, text me, call me, whatever you got to do. You know how to get in touch with me. Please let me know. Uh, I'll likely have watched all of season three before we talk again. Maybe they'll, they'll do a recall and I'll figure it out that way. But if not, hit me up. I just read a book uh, by the great sports writer, Lee Montville. Is it Lee Montville? I think it's Lee Montville. Lee Montville. Yeah, I should know that. He's from the area here in Massachusetts, or was. 
Oh God, is he still alive? And I don't know this. This is bad. I should know this. Hold on. Quick Google search here. Uh, typing it in. Uh, hard to type. It's so freaking cold. Lee Montville, American writer. He is still alive. Whew. All right. 79 years old. There you go. Anyways, uh, he wrote a great book on Dale Earnhardt Sr. called At the Altar of Speed, which is really fantastic. Dale Earnhardt Sr., uh, as NASCAR fans know, was larger than life, transcended the sport. Huge personality. Uh, one of the, the winningest NASCAR drivers of all time. Seven championships tied with Jimmy Johnson and Richard Petty. Uh, uh, the, the, the book... I think it does his legacy justice. I'd be curious to hear from you NASCAR fans uh, what you think of this if you've read it. I loved it as much as I love the book on his son uh, on Dale Earnhardt Jr. called Driver Number 8, which I spoke about a couple weeks ago. Um, so anyways, that's uh, At the Altar of Speed by Lee Montville, uh, who's still alive. He's still alive, people. All right, I'm listening to you. Wait for it. Drum roll. Can we get a drum roll? Do a little drum roll here. Go ahead. Sade. Did I say that right? Is it Sade? Sade. Both sound wrong. I think it's Sade. I think it's like Sade, but you do it with like, you're, you're like not paying attention to the fact that you're pronouncing a sh at the beginning. It's like Sade. It's a quick sh Sade. Not Sade. Sade just sounds too fucked up. But yeah, it sounds fucked up that I'm listening to Sade, right? It's this weird little record uh, from the early aughts called Lover's Rock that my dad turned me on to. It's quickly become one of my Go no, not one of. It is my go-to, go-to bed record. As you can tell, I got this whole go-to-bed routine thing. Anyway, Sade, Lover's Rock, reminded me a bit of another record from that era, uh, a little bit earlier than the early aughts, I believe. Shelby Lynn's I Am Shelby Lynn, which uh, the, the Lover's Rock Sade record kind of pushed me back to that Shelby Lynn record, which is a fucking monster of an album. Um... God, you know when you don't listen to a record for so long, you forget about it, and then you put it on, you're like, how have I not been listening to this every damn week of my life since I first heard it? It's been it's been like two decades. This record's so good. I don't know much of, of anything about Shelby Lynn's career or her catalog, but this record, I Am Shelby Lynn, is a fucking monster. Go check that out. And the Sade one, Lover's Rock, that's pretty good too. I've also been listening to Mike Viola's new single, Paul McCarthy. McCarthy, yes, you heard that right, Paul McCarthy. It's a banger. It's so smart, so weird, so fucking good. So Mike Viola, Mike Rules. Go check out that song. It's on Spotify. It's, it's. I'm guessing it's everywhere. Mike is everywhere. He's one of the greatest working songwriters out there. An incredible voice, an incredible soul to match. Paul McCarthy plays nicely into the Beatles theme here in Disgraceland this week, so you got that going for you too. Big shout out to Chris Onnit on Instagram. I believe he's in Australia or New Zealand. I know he's going to be pissed that I don't know which country he's from or which place he's from. I believe it's Australia. I'm going to say Australia. Anyways, guy's got great music taste. He's into everything. I uh, sent over a bunch of great recommendations, including the movie Human Traffic, which looks awesome and I can't wait to get into. Some banging dance tunes and remixes, uh, including We Come One, Dave Clark remix, which I really dug. Thank you, Chris. Uh, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you guys listening to? Let me know. Call me. Text me. 617-966-6038. Let me know. Or get at me at Pod on the socials. I will be right back at you in a bit.
All right, let's recap, shall we? Number one, you got a whole other season of previously exclusive episodes available in your feed right now. Number two, we've got a new YouTube channel with brand new stories from the world of music history, mystery, and misadventure. They're all brand spanking new. You haven't heard these before, at least not from me. Go check those out. Number three, next week, we are re-releasing the previously exclusive episode on Hank Williams. This is the first I'm mentioning it here on this pod, but it's real. It's happening. It's Hank Williams. It's coming your way soon. That'll be on Tuesday, that'll be the next thing hitting your feeds. Get at me. Let me know what you thought of that Hank Williams episode. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know what you think of the YouTube channel. You know how to get in touch with me. 617-966-6038 on the voicemail or on the text. And at DisgracelandPod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube.com slash at DisgracelandPod. All right, people. My moment of zen. Me reading the phone book from 1972. The greater Dallas area. And the club section, no less. Yes, Rockarola. Montego, 2635 South Harwood, 428-9625. Mother Blues Club, 3717 Rollins, 426-9302. Mount High Club, 2719 Lucky, 374-9531. Mustang Club, 5738 North Central Expressway, 823-1520. Mustang Recreation Club, 1721 South Ewing, 943-0074. My Club, 512 South Industrial Boulevard, 741-0484. National Motor Club, 2711 Cedar Springs, 747-9289. The Northwood Club, 6524 Alpha Road, 239-1366. The Pad, 351-Hillside Village. Quit talking and start mixing. Come.